Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of the Best Life Moms Club and hosts of That Pregnancy Podcast. We are two moms with a bunch of kids under the age of three. Five to be exact. And we know firsthand how hard it is to be a mom. So we're talking about all the topics that no one ever talked to us about. And not only is it hard being a mom, but it can be lonely and isolating, which is another reason why we're here to help moms like you know that you're not alone. Now, it's important to know that we are not doctors or medical professionals in any way. So always talk to your doctor or healthcare provider with any questions or concerns about your health or the health of your baby. We are moms sharing our lived experience and talking about all things pregnancy and life as a mom. So let's have a chat. Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. This week, we are talking about five things moms need more and less of. Now, before we jump into the episode, if you have a friend who is pregnant or trying to conceive, we would love for you to share us with them. Okay, so five things that moms need more and less of. And I think these kind of, these topics really do not only apply to women who are moms already or who are expecting or trying to conceive, but I really do think these, these topics really apply to women in general uh, because they are just like, they just all around make a really, a really make life a better place. But I think motherhood is just so scrutinized and also so fundamentally important that moms definitely need these. Yeah, we definitely need less of some things and more of other things. But I think even when we're like teaching our kids to be good human beings, like these are the things we teach our children they need to do less of and more of, right? So I guess we will start off with things that we need less of. Yeah, so, get rid of them. Yeah. Goodbye. Yes, we do not need any of this from anybody. And so the first on our list is judgment. Oh man. Like, okay. So mom judgment is, is just so harsh. You get it from complete strangers. You get it from quite often from family members. You get it from friends. You get it from other moms. You get it from social media. Like there is judgment coming at moms from every possible angle. There definitely is. You just, it. sometimes it feels like you can't escape it. Also, it feels like you can't win too. Yeah, because everyone has a different opinion and one mom's way of doing something might differ differ from the way you're doing it, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. And it doesn't mean the way that that mom is doing it is wrong, but we just both need to support each other and not judge each other, right? Because as long as the mom is safe and the baby is safe, that's all that matters. Well, that's exactly it. Like everybody... Every mom, every baby, every family has their own stuff going on, right? Nobody knows what's going on in everybody's life. And ultimately, you as the mom have to make the best choice that is for you, your family, and your baby. It doesn't matter what, it should not matter what other people think. You make the best choice that works best for you. And I always say that you and I are kind of like the classic example because there's so many things that we do completely different 
And I don't think the way you do things is wrong. It's just different from the way that I've done it. And I think, you know, you on the flip side, don't think the way I do things is wrong. It's just different from the way you do it. But, you know, we're not judging each other. And if anything, we support each other while we do our own thing, right? Like even the whole you breastfed, I formula fed, like neither way is wrong. Are our kids healthy? They're both very healthy. Were we healthy? Yeah, we were. It was the right choice for our families. And there's no judgment from either one of us. No, absolutely. Right. No, you're totally right. We are. And that's one of the things for us is like that we balance each other off with so many different experiences. And then, yes, we agree with th- some things. And we do agree with a lot of things, but yeah. we also disagree on things. And we mm-hmm. also, even if we agree on things, we do things a different way. Exactly. Right. And there's no right way to do anything, if that makes sense. There's There might be the right way for you to do it as a mom, but it might be different from the, for the right way for another mom to do something. And that's fine. But then sometimes it feels like there's so many moms who think the way they did it is the right way. And it was the right way for them, but it might not be the right way for you. Right. And that's, I think that's the key there is it's the right way for one person, but not the right way for another person. Absolutely. And it's really hard to move past that judgment like when you are faced with judgment it is so hard to kind of take on the mindset of this is what I chose because it is the best choice for my family because like when you're constantly being bombarded and like second guessed and just judged for what you're doing it shakes you to the core even though in your gut you feel yes, I am doing the right thing, or this is the best choice for me and my family or me and my baby or me. Um, when somebody judges you, it makes you second guess your, your, yourself and your decision. And that's not okay. That's never okay. But it's funny that you say that because that was kind of my mantra was that when I was like feeling down or judged or felt like someone was being critical of the way I was doing something, my mantra was always looking back and recognizing that I was feeling that way and then going, but this is the right decision for me and my family, right? Like that's what I would have to tell myself like over and over again that, you know, uh, just because we talked about formula feeding a minute or so ago, I'll talk about formula feeding. Like I had to like tell myself over and over again, like this is the right decision for me and my family, right? My kids are still going to be healthy, like, because in society, you're so bombarded with, with breastfeeding is the best, right? Whereas like just having a child that is fed is actually the best. It doesn't matter what way the kid is fed, just as long as you're feeding and taking care of your child and you know, you're doing well and the baby's doing well, that's what matters. And so like, I would have to like, kind of, whenever I'd feel like kind of guilty or judged or whatever, that would have to be my mantras. This is the right decision for me and my family. I'm healthy. My kids are healthy, right? Like I would have to like talk myself up when I would feel judged. We've talked about the formula feeding, but like that is one of the biggest, biggest judgments that society in different members of society put on moms is the decision to not breastfeed or the decision to use formula, whether or not, you know, people don't, those outside people, they don't want to listen to, you know, how your mental health was or how physically 
challenging and it, your milk didn't come in, they're just going to judge you for it. But it's so often that moms feel that pressure because it has been push, push, push. That breast is best. You must breastfeed, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I think that is probably one of the biggest judgments that moms face is the decision to, or having to, not even deciding to, there are many, many moms who have to formula feed for whatever reason. And, you know, even if it's a medical necessity, those moms still feel judged because people feel like it's okay to attack a mom for doing what's best and feeding their baby. Well, the hard thing is, is that like breastfeeding is, well, obviously feeding your baby is one of the first things that you have to do as a mom. So like being judged right from the get-go is really hard, right? Because, you know, you're just bombarded with all the stuff and then, you know, it brings all this new emotions because you feel judged, you know, sometimes you feel like a failure because you can't breastfeed. You feel guilty. yeah, you feel guilty, but you know, none of that is okay that you should feel that way because there's nothing wrong with formula feeding. No. Right. But that's like kind of the first ultimate judgment, I would say that you get thrown, that gets thrown at you as a mom and that's not okay. Right. I think too, I think too, like there are moms who face judgment for the fact that they have, they have a seat, they deliver via C-section. Yeah, I think that's another like frame of reference because, you know, there's so many, many people who are, you know, speaking out and saying like, just because I had a C-section doesn't mean it wasn't hard or like, you know, taking the stance that a C-section is not the easy way out because so many people put this judgment on C-section moms saying that just because, you know, sometimes women have a planned C-section that, you know, just because you have it planned or prepared, or in, you know, in advance, you're going to have it, that you're taking an easy way out there. A C-section is in no way an easy way out at all. No, no, it's definitely not the easy way out. Um, it's, it's different. Like there's a different recovery process. Like your body goes through something different than a vaginal birth, but it's not the easy way out. And again, like that's an early judgment, right. Yeah. From a lot of people, uh, about the whole C-section thing, right? But like, there's also too the judgment around circumcision and not circumcision. Like that is a very judgmental topic. Yeah, yeah. That very, one, very judgmental. That one's, that one's one that you don't want to even talk about with other people, right? No, you're yeah. right. It's because, because it is so judgmental. Yeah. But again, that's something at the very beginning of your, not your motherhood journey but like from the moment that you meet your baby if you have a boy there is a discussion or a questioning or a judgment about circumcision if you're doing it you have to get them circumcised within the first like few weeks right but yeah that one that one's one that like you kind of don't even want to tell people if you did or didn't right now that it's anybody's business and you and I have talked we mentioned before that we're not going to say who did and who didn't, but one of yeah. us did and one of us didn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like we don't care that one of us did and one of us didn't. Right. There's no judgment on either one of us for our decision. It was the right decision for us and our family. There is a lot of judgment and I don't tell anyone what I chose. 
And uh, yeah. yeah. It's a really hard one because people are so heated in their judgment for that. Most people don't talk about um, because it is such a hard, hard judgment that comes across to, you know, supporting or going against it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like those are things that happen days, hours, days, weeks in your postpartum. Like, like that's a lot of heavy, heavy judgment that happens very, very quickly. And you're dealing with recovering, you're dealing with loss of sleep, you're dealing with, with getting used to being a mom, like even if it's a second or third child, like there's a shift in your family dynamics. So you're balancing, even if it's the first, second or third, there's some sort of shift happening, some sort of change that you're getting used to. And yeah, you're getting all this judgment thrown on you. And then the whole judgment thing happens you know, for the rest of your life, essentially, right? You're always going to be judged by some people. But the thing is, I think the key is that like, you do have to kind of have like a way of like a mantra or something to like, tell yourself that what you're doing is the right decision for you and your family. Right. And then like, why, why is it the right decision for you and your family? You know, for me, for breastfeeding, it was the right decision for my mental health. It was the right decision because I never produced that much breast milk, right? Like my kids would have starved if I didn't formula feed, right? Like it was the right decision for me on so many levels, even if people want to throw the judgment at me. So like, if I would start to feel guilty, I'd have to, you know, be like, this is the best decision for me and my family. This is why this is the best decision for me and my family. And just repeat that to myself. And then I think when you kind of ingrain that in you, the reason why it was right, the right decision for you, it kind of makes the judgment go away. People can throw judgment at you all they want, but you know, in your heart and in your mind that it was the right choice, right? So it doesn't matter what other people think, right? Yeah. I don't think the judgment goes away. I think the impact or like the power of that judgment. Yeah. Goes away. Yeah. Yes. Because that would be will, a better, better way to say it. People will still throw judgment at you for your decisions, but it's whether or not you give it power over you and how you are feeling as a parent. Yeah. You just don't care. Right. Yeah. Because once you've, once you are to the point where you know, no holds barred that it's, the right decision for you, then yeah, it, it, it just kind of melts away. It's like you can hurl whatever you want at me on this topic, but I know that it was the right decision. Like so. water on a duck's back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, so, Monsoon. <laughs> uh, so number two, we have criticism. Yeah, and it goes hand in hand with the judgment except I feel like criticism takes it to the next level. Because yes, like, I would agree with that. Judgment is you kind of knowing that someone disapproves. Criticism is them actually telling you why they disapprove. Yes. Yeah, they're actually articulating and like attacking. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, and like, yeah, criticism is just, you know, there are ways, you know, obviously, yes, there are constructive criticism, but in parenting, I don't think you need constructive criticism. 
right? Because I think when you have construction criticism, you're being told that you're doing something wrong. And if you are doing the best that you can do and you are loving and trying to take care of your baby the best possible way, then constructive criticism is still criticizing you. If they want to help you, they need to support you and help, like they need to offer support beyond just criticizing and critiquing and saying, this is all the things you did wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah. Telling a mom that she's doing something wrong is never really going to work, if that makes sense. No, because you're just beating them down in a space where you already feel like motherhood is so overwhelming and so challenging and just like so exhausting. And so you add all that together and then you have somebody who's then criticizing you and saying you're doing it wrong. Like, and it just pushes you down. Like there's so many times that in motherhood, you feel like you're drowning or you're just barely trying to keep your head above water, right? You're treading, you're multi- multitasking. And then somebody just says, like starts criticizing you and that pushes you under the water and you start to drown. And if someone in your life is very critical, like if it's a friend that's very critical, you might even consider distancing yourself from that person if you can. Uh, It's a little bit harder if it's a family member, but if it's a family member, you might have to have the hard discussion with them that, you know, you feel like they're criticizing you all the time and you need it to stop, which is a very hard discussion to have, But if it's someone that has to be part of your life, like a family member, then yeah, you're going to have to confront them on it. And I know I've had to confront people on feeling criticized over things, right? Family members. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can probably figure out the person that I've had to have that discussion with. Yeah. And did the discussion go super well? No. Did the person get upset? Yeah. Did the person back off? you bet. So it worked. Right. And that person I'm close to. So, you know, I had to, it's not my mom. (laughs) I'll put it that way. I know. (laughs) I know it wasn't your mom. No, I knew that. (laughs) But I'm like, it kind of sounds like it's my mom, but it's not my mom. No, it's not. Um, My mom wouldn't be like that. Uh, That's the therapist in her. That's not, not going to criticize me. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so you you may have to have a hard conversation with someone that you're close to if they're being too critical of you, or if it's someone that, you know, you're friends with, acquaintances with, or whatever, like just distance yourself, right? Because if that person's a toxic person in your life and just brings you down, then, you know, motherhood's kind of like the, the, an opportunity where you can like cut loose people that you didn't really want in your life or people who don't add value to your life, if that makes sense. Because all of a sudden you're in this phase where uh, your time is limited, right? So who you're associating with, uh, you need to make sure that they're people you actually want to associate with, right? So... No, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. And you know what, like, as you were talking, all I was thinking of like motherhood, we, and we've talked about this in a previous episode about, um, I believe it was the episode, it was our, you know, what we love about ourselves since becoming a mom and, mm-hmm. um, how, like we had talked about how empowering becoming a mom has been 
for us. And it really is kind of, yes, it's empowering physically and, you know, but there's also an empowering piece to, you know, I, I almost feel like I've grown into the woman that I'm meant to be because I feel empowered as a mom, because now not only am I, I'm no longer that, um, you know, that child, that teenager, that young adult who was, you know, bullied and beaten um, because now it's not just about me. So I now know I've moved from the victim that I was in my past um, from my decades of bullying, being bullied. And I've moved into this motherhood has empowered me to become the strong woman that I've always wanted to be and that I am because of my children and for the sake of my children. And so motherhood is a really amazing piece because like you said, if you have somebody who's toxic or you have those toxic relationships and who are constantly criticizing you, you know, you can, you, you need to make the best decision to, like you said, like remove that toxic individual or that toxic relationship and be empowered to stand up for you and your family against the criticism that you are being faced because along with judgment criticism does happen and it's not okay so now that we have talked about the the negative stuff let's talk about the things that we need more of yeah so number i guess we're on to number three kind of is three but number one number one of the what we need more of what we need more of yes uh we need more encouragement yes right and i think that it is so important to remind moms that they're doing a good job especially on days where like you know you feel defeated and every mom has them right like it could be that you didn't get sleep at night or you know maybe you didn't get sleep for multiple nights right and but everyone, every mom has days where they feel defeated and, you know, you definitely need encouragement. You need encouragement on your best days and you need encouragement on your worst days. Absolutely. And I think, you know, moms are their worst, like moms are the hardest on themselves. We see ourselves so differently than what or how everybody else around us sees ourselves. So like, we are so hard on ourselves that we need people to be in our corner and to tell us that we're doing an amazing job when we are doing an amazing job, but maybe we have a higher expectation that we do something or we're trying to balance everything on our plate all at once when it's just not like feasible. It's just not realistic. And it's creating all these struggles and the stress and we need people to be in our corner and tell us and encourage us that we are doing a great job or, you know, I'm rambling, but like, I just, I know for me, I try and do everything. I try and be everything for everyone. And that leads to, that leads to stress and, you know, meltdowns on my part. And I just need, sometimes I just need somebody's like recognized because it makes us feel seen. And I think with moms, we also feel like we don't exist because we're caring for everybody else, 
But when somebody encourages us and sees what we're doing and all the sacrifices we're making, um, it makes us feel seen. And everybody needs to be feel. Everybody needs to feel seen. Well, I think the funny thing is, is that we're always so good at encouraging our children. Like I know when you have a baby, you know, there's not as much encouragement there, but there is some, like when they're starting to do things, you're encouraging them as they, they do stuff. But like, you know, now that my kids are a little bit older, like encouraging them to do stuff like Freya and the boys started riding two wheel bikes, right? Like yeah. a month ago. And like, you know, so you're encouraging them and you're, you know, you're, you're their cheerleader. And then I'm like, wait a minute, like sometimes moms get a pat on the back, but like, it's kind of few and far between, if that makes sense. Right. It really so like, is. It really yeah. is few and far between. Yeah. And like, we need encouragement and I think it's okay to ask to I think it's okay to tell like your your close inner circle you know that on your journey you're going to need encouragement and you're going to need them to tell you when you're doing things really well right because I know like my mom she is she's pretty good at telling me when I do things well and even Keith he'll he'll be like he'll always say stuff like the kids will do something and he'll be like, but they got the best mom in the world. Right. So like, yeah, he just thinks like that, but I think it's important to let those people closest to you know that you're going to need to be reminded when you're doing things really well. Right. Because it's hard for you to reflect on yourself in the moment, but like sometimes they see things that you don't. Absolutely. And I also think it's important to accept the encouragement because yes. like, I think at least I know I have a very hard time taking, you know, compliments and I kind of downgrade the compliment. Like when I get it, I then kind of downgrade it because I have a hard time accepting it or believing what people are saying. Um, so I think it's, it is really important to be open because we need the encouragement. I know I need encouragement. But then when I get the encouragement or I get the compliment and like the validation of something, I have a hard time believing it and accepting it. And I don't think that's okay. I know, like, I would never tell my friend, like, when I, when I see a friend who does the same thing I do, I would call them on it and say like, girl, you need to stop. Like you are as amazing as people are telling you, like, you need to believe it. And, but I need to also remind myself that I need to believe in myself that too, that way too. Yeah. There is that whole believing piece, right? Like, and the thing is like, if Keith pays a compliment, <laughs> I know he means it. Right. So you have to like realize that, you know, when your core tells you a compliment, they mean it. Right. Cause there's a reason why you know, your partner is your partner, you know, and if you have supportive family, like those people all love you and they want to encourage you. So you just have yeah. to kind of accept, you're right, accept the compliment. Yeah, we need the encouragement, but we also need to give our, give the encouragement to our mom friends and like our core moms, because, you know, putting it on everybody else, it's, is, it's just as important to have other people tell us as well as for us to articulate and, you know, recognize the the strength and the power in our mom friends, because we are going through similar experiences, maybe not exactly the same, 
but we, we face the same similar struggles and, you know, we're living the same season. Um, so it's important to give and receive the encouragement. Well, it's funny because in some ways, like a fellow mom telling you you're doing a good job could mean more to you than like your spouse or a family member, because you're right. They're in the thick of it with you. So they kind of recognize it, right? It's like, it's like a, I want to say a mirror, but not a mirror, right? Just because they're going through the same experiences as you. So number number two on our list. What was that? On our more of list, yes, is support and understanding. Yeah. So this comes, you know, we, we talk a lot about support, actually, you and I on the podcast, like you as a mom need support. You need yes. support from your partner. You need support from your inner circle of family and close friends. You need support. And this is some, this is a conversation you might have to have before your baby arrives with those people you're closest to so that they know in advance that you need them as part of your team. Right. Yeah. And like, you know, we always, we have in advance, we always, when we're pregnant, we think about our support for labor and delivery, right? That's something that we plan. We talk about with our partner or with our support person, um, right? Like we make those plans. We talk about what we need, what we could need, what, um, but after the fact, we don't often talk beyond maybe one or two weeks after the baby's born. But I think that's really after that is really when we need that support. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The thing, And the thing with support is you're going to need it throughout the entire time that you are raising your children. Because with every new phase that they're in, there's the good and the bad. There's these new hurdles that you're overcoming, right? And then there's other things that have become easier. So, you know, you're always going to need that support. Obviously, your partner is on this parenting journey with you and you know we've talked about how important your partner is however you as a mother end up as the primary caregiver for the most part there are some families where the dad's the primary caregiver but generally it still tends to be the mom even if both parents are working the mom still ends up with a majority of the responsibility, right? It just, it just seems to be the way it naturally occurs for the most part. So yeah, the, the support thing is going to be an ongoing thing that you're going to, you're going to need for the entire motherhood journey. Yeah. And you know, like we often, it sounds very cliche and we've talked, like you said, we've talked about support a lot in the podcast, but it really does take a village to raise a baby. And that includes the support that you get. And it takes a village to raise a mother as well. Well, and I think it's really important that, you know, with the support comes understanding. And as a mom, not everyone's going to understand you and what you're going through. However, your close group of mom friends will understand you because they know what you're going through. Some of them will be going through the exact same thing at the exact same time. And that's kind of why we started our mommy mentorship program, because there's other ladies in the group going through the exact same stuff at the same time. Well, and there are some moms who are a little bit ahead of you who have just gone through it. Right. So 
you know, you really do need a group of moms that can offer support and can understand you. And that may be some of your, uh, your friends in real life, right? You might have other friends that are having babies at the same time. Um, and it might be an online support group, but like, it's so important that you have the people in your life that can not only support you, but then there are some people that understand what you're going through as well. Well, I think too, like with the understanding is that it really does validate you and your feelings and your experiences, right? Because so often, you know, you're pregnant or you're postpartum, you know, our hormones, we talk a lot about hormones and the struggle and like how they affect us um, because they are crazy. It is a crazy roller coaster hormones. Um, but like when you have the support of someone who has the understand and understands what you're going through, it really does make you feel less crazy in a time where you feel like you might be going crazy, especially if you're lacking sleep, you know, like it's like, I might, does this sound crazy? And then because somebody understands what you're going through, they then validate, no, you're not crazy. You know, you're just right now in a moment where you need someone to be there for you. So that kind of leads into number three of our, what you need list. And that is listening ears. Yes. You need people who are going to just listen. They're not going to talk at you. They're not going to give you advice. They're just there to listen. Or they're not going to try and solve your problem. Um, because I think, and like this, I, I think this comes into play with um, spouses sometimes. Um, sometimes a spouse, at least I know Peter often sees this as like, if I'm talking to him and telling about something that I'm struggling with, rather than it's, he automatically feels like he needs to try and solve that struggle. Um, as opposed to sometimes I just need to vent and let it out and get it off my chest, have somebody hear it outside of my own head and then leave it at that. Because sometimes when you express it, you articulate it, you can solve your own struggle or it's not even a struggle. You just need it off your chest and it doesn't necessarily mean you need a solution. Um, and so that's where the listening ears comes in is that you just need somebody to listen. Yeah. You just need to vent. Like if you've had a rough day, there might not be anything to solve. You just need to tell someone about your rough day. Right. And cause sometimes getting it all out there makes you feel better. Well, it right? actually, it really does make you feel better because you're feeling less, in your head about it and you because I think when it's in your head you keep playing it over you keep going over it and over it and dissecting it or it tweaks a little bit and here and there and you change it and it could either get worse or you downplay it. like if you have someone who can to listen to you and you just get it off your chest you just vent it's done right it's out in the open and you not you're not alone in your head anymore because i think as moms because we are um so often you know with a baby and we're with a baby 24/7 and it's hard especially in the fourth trimester to have that get that space the alone time by yourself um not just you know yes you're alone with the baby but you know alone time for yourself 
Well, yeah, like, and what people need to realize is that just because you're alone in the house and your baby is sleeping, you're not really alone, right? You're still on call. So like, I know sometimes for me, I know sometimes I just need to talk to someone because like, even if I'm home and the baby's sleeping, like, it's just talking to someone just does it for you, right? And you don't need someone to talk back at you. You just need them to listen. Yeah, because yes, you're home with the baby. And if the baby's sleeping, that's great. And if the baby's not sleeping, then it's hard and it's stressful um, and it's challenging. And you need to be able to get that off your chest. Like you need to just have somebody get it, like put it out, have somebody hear it. And because again, it validates and makes you seen. Well, I know... There have been times where I've said to Keith, the first thing I've said to him is I've had a, a hard day. I just need you to listen, right? I don't want you to say anything. I just need you to listen, right? And then I will like spew everything out and he'll just like sit there. And then when I'm all done, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then we can like, he can either like sympathize with me or we can move on to something else, right? But you know, if you need someone to listen and you just need those listening ears, sometimes you need to tell them at the beginning that you just need them to listen and you don't want them to talk back at you. Yeah. And it's okay to tell that to a friend or a mom friend and just be like, yeah. I just need to let this out. Um, yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're looking for, uh, you know, advice or, you know, you want to try and solve the problem. Sometimes you just need to get it out. And that's okay, but you need people um, and people need to be willing to just receive and listen. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, sometimes even you talking out loud to someone else, you solve your own problem if there's a problem. Absolutely. And sometimes you just need to vent. But I think sometimes starting the conversation with I just need you to listen and not say anything, sometimes that that tells people that you know, exactly what you need at the moment. And that's perfectly fine. But I think sometimes if you don't tell them that you just need someone to listen, they think that they're supposed to troubleshoot for you and you don't need that. Yeah. And and it can cause more frustration in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've done that many times (laughs) to Peter. (laughs) (laughs) But that's our, that's our list. So like, We need less of judgment and criticism, but we need more encouragement, support and understanding and listening ears. And that kind of like sums up things that we need as a mom. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.